The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. And welcome to the Doctor Who pod. We are back. Season three of our little show. Thank you so, so much to everyone who has listened to the previous two seasons. Uh, and thank you for coming back despite our nonsensical ramblings. My name is Sai, and with me as always is my partner in time, Mr. Dan Griffin. How are we doing, sir? Oh, no thanks for me for no thanks to me for coming back, eh? Come on. <laughs> I, I, I thank you all the time, my friend. And I'll tell you what, I'm gonna do it right now whilst we're uh, whilst we're recording. Because everyone is very aware of how, I suppose, how busy I am with doing as many shows as I do and the network and trying to get that off the ground and so on. The amount of work you have put in to this season, I, I, I basically, effectively, I've done nothing. The whole season is being planned out. <laughs> the guests are planned out. Um, how we're going to pick who does what story is planned out. I'm literally just turning up to record. Dan has done everything else this season. So first of all, from my standpoint, I'm hugely grateful. Thank you so much for that, Dan, because I would have struggled to uh, get my head around the certain number generator stuff, and uh, as you well know. <laughs> but also, um, I hope everyone listening is uh, is happy with this because you put a lot of effort in, mate, and I think it's going to be a bloody good season. Oh, thank you, mate. That's exactly the kind of arse looking that I needed to uh, to get me to kick off the season. Loved it. Thank <laughs> you. Um, yeah, we are doing things a bit differently. Um, we The first season, you picked the classic Who, with that being your wheelhouse. I picked the new Who, with it being my wheelhouse. Second season, we had our guests come in, and we sort of flipped the script, where I was picking the old Who, and you were picking the new Who predominantly. So this season, I thought, let's introduce an element of chaos into the mix. As if it wasn't chaotic uh, enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, last season, because let's both of us um, are more on the numpty side of things, um, there was a lot of confusion about running order and, and who's picking which doctor and the number of picks that we were supposed to have, and, and it all just went a bit skew-whiffed. Yeah. So this season, I thought, let's lay it out properly. So we're going to be doing the same again. We'll have one week up with my pick, one week up with size pick, and then we'll have a guest on. That's going to be the rough format. And the guests have already picked their doctors and their episodes. We, at the time of recording, we don't know exactly which episodes they'll be picking. So we're looking forward to seeing that. But we're going to have a little, a little draft, as it were. Indeed. Um, we're going to be go. We're going to alternate, so it'll be my pick first, then size. Uh, but we're going to leave it to fate to decide which uh, which doctor we'll be picking uh, from. So we've uh, we've had a look through every single doctor that hasn't already been picked by a guest, and we're going to be throwing it to a random number generator. So obviously, William Hartnell will be number one, Patrick Troughton number two, and so on and so forth. And we'll see what we uh, see what we get. So, you guys uh, who are listening will know our picks in advance uh, if you wanted to uh, to watch along. 
and then we'll uh, we'll have a few nice surprises throughout the season with um, with our guest picks. And as always, uh, we've picked a couple of specials just so we can keep up with the fourteen episode format. How does that sound to you, Si? I think it sounds bloody confusing, but I'm all about it. <laughs> no, it doesn't at all. It doesn't at all. I'm really looking forward to it. And I've got my list in front of me, my potential picks, I guess. So if, say, I don't know, I draw out Tom Baker, number four, I know what I'm going with. I yep. look at Sam and I think, I really hope I get that doctor. I look at another couple and I think, eh, I'm quite, I'm okay if you get out those. So let's see how we go. <laughs> I'm curious to see what, um, if we, if we match up on any picks. Yeah. As well. That'll yeah. be uh, that'll be a fun one. I'm um, curious to see if I've forgotten what we've already done, picked a story that we've already covered. <laughs> well, f- funny you should say that. I've got another little project in the works uh, to make sure that we don't do that. Um, I'm taking a leaf out of uh, my UTT co-host Rob's uh, book, and I'm making a big old spreadsheet, uh, separated nice. into tabs, colour-coded with what we have and haven't covered, because it will get confusing very soon. Yes, indeed, indeed. I think sooner, I'm rather, okay. sooner rather than later for us. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I'm okay. So yeah, this is uh, effectively going to be our draft episode, our our sort of introduction to season three. So all you're going to get on this particular episode of the Doctor Who Pod is Dan and I sorting the stories out. And as Dan said brilliantly, it gives you people listening the option to watch things ahead of time. So we're not just giving you like a week's notice or whatever. You can dipping and out of different stories and, and so on so yeah i mean it's gonna be quite a unique different way of doing things mate it's gonna be good yeah well i just wanted to uh, change things up a little bit you know and just see what works we may um we have well we've not even started thinking about uh, about season four yet but you know we might stick with the draft if people like it we might might try something different mm. if, uh, if i get any more ideas at two in the morning when i'm supposed to be asleep and i text si and he's supposed to be asleep and still awake doing uh doing three million editing jobs at once <laughs> i don't need sleep mate sleep's overrated i survive on, <laughs> I survive on nicotine and energy drinks i'll be fine no you, you do a great job with the editing though mate it's time, time for me to blow smoke up your ass for a minute you do a fantastic job with everything you do for the network the editing's great the, the show's brilliant you've done a great job putting it all together oh cheers mate i appreciate that i'll give you a big sloppy kiss next time i see you i had some i had about 15 different dirty jokes trying to get out of my brain then they all just resulted in one big brain fart so, <laughs> probably swiftly, the best. Shall, probably swiftly the best. on yeah shall we get to the draft then mate let's get do it. Into it so it's good like i said i've got a random number generator in front of me but first we must say that our guests who will uh, will reveal um as we go along in the series, uh, our guests have picked their doctors. So if we get number six, Colin Baker, number nine, Christopher Eccleston, number 12, Peter, no, 13, Peter Capaldi, <laughs> and 14, uh, Jody Whittaker, uh, they're off limits. So we'll just generate another number. Okay. Uh, I thought, I'm getting confused now, because Whittaker's number 13, isn't she? No. Okay. You're forgetting the uh, the war doctor. He still counts. Ah. Okay. That's why we do. That's what, and um, Paul McGann and the war doctor. That's why we do. That's why we're doing two specials. Okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there we go. Who's a clever boy? Sounds a clever boy. Definitely not me. <laughs> <laughs> go on, spin the dial, oh. press the button, whatever it is you do in front right, of you, there, we go. my friend. First number up for me, number seven, Sylvester McCoy. Oh. So I've had a, had a dive into it, and I've picked a story that 
when I was sort of looking at the um, uh, the blurb about it, it actually divided opinion. Uh, some say it was brilliant. Others, others say it feels like sort of three scripts put into one and a bit convoluted and jumbled and that it hasn't aged well. Uh, we're going to 1989 and The Curse of Fenric. Oh, okay. Mm. Interesting. So you still... Uh, McCoy is one of the ones that I actually wanted. Well, tough shit. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> uh, mainly because I was going to choose the cereal that gave me nightmares when I was a kid that we spoke about a few times. However, oh, my only reason for picking that is to see if it would still be scary and we could take the piss out of me on the show. However, The Curse of Fenric is a far better story than that one. But yeah, bear that in mind for season four, so we'll see what we're doing. And uh, yeah, I'd quite like to. We've, we've watched what gave me nightmares as a teenager. Yeah, so um, we've watched Curse um, of Fenric, Vampires. Is it? Yeah, it's creepy. Well, I remember it being creepy as a kid. This is one of the ones that did make me go, whoa, this is a bit scary. But yes, it's, there's vampires in it, I think. Oh, that'll do then. Yeah, we'll have a bit of that. So, mate, let's find out your first one. Oh, Press the button, spin the wheel, make the deal. That's number 14. You can't have that. Again, 14 again. You're taking the piss out of me now. <laughs> Number three, John Pertwee. Oh, number three. I am going with the Sea Devils for the John Pertwee story. Okay, I can get on board with that. I was considering Sea Devils myself, but I went with some. I would have gone with something slightly different. But uh, why have you picked the uh, the Sea Devils? Uh, because mainly, mainly because of the master. To be honest, I think that we've seen. Anthony Angley as the master a couple of times on our show with like the five mm. doctors and our McCoy story previously and so on. We've also not seen yet, but we have the new version of the master as well. Who's going to be on an episode in a couple of weeks time on television. Mm-hmm. So that's quite prominent in my mind. And also I'm doing a big new who watch back with Charlie and we're just coming up to the first appearance of the master with David Tennant, me, me and my daughter watching back. <sighs> Yeah, literally Jessica, and she's asking the question, "What's this, Mister Saxon stuff?" Then, and I'm trying keeping my gob chef. I don't want to spill the beans yet, but we've got three episodes left of that season, so we're just coming into it. So the master is very prominent in my mind. However, I don't think we've seen Roger Delgado yet. I don't believe so. No. And this is um, just looking into it and reading stuff up. This is seen as one of the better master stories from this era. So yeah, I thought we'd go for that. I mean, the Sea Devils. Okay, they're there as well. Fine. You check mm. them out, I suppose. And Joe Grant is the companion. So we'll give her a second opportunity because I was a, not overly convinced of her first time round on mm. our show because she, she was a bit too damsel in distressy, I guess, for, for want of a better phrase. But yeah, the main reason being the, the original incarnation of the Master. Fair enough. Yeah. Can't wait to get into that. It's funny you mentioned that, I've mentioned the Master because I've picked a, a couple of my potential picks. Um, were because they, f- they feature the master. We haven't seen uh, seen that much of him, so mm. we'll see how we go along. So that'll be episode two. The third episode will be one of our guest picks. Um, so that'll be Colin Baker, uh, Christopher Eccleston, uh, Peter Capaldi, or Jodie Whittaker. So my next one will be... Oh, yes. Okay, brilliant. I've got number four, so Tom Baker. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> So, speaking of the master, 
this was one I nearly picked for season two. Uh, we're going to be going to 1976 and watching The Deadly Assassin. Ah, okay. And it came sort of fairly highly recommended from uh, from a couple of our guests on season uh, season two. Uh, Gary and, and Rob both uh, both fancied me watching this, and yeah, it just sounds like a great story. There's you know assassinations, a framing, and uh, on one of the episodes, a cliffhanger that uh, that pissed off Mary Whitehouse, who led the big campaign to clean up TV and uh, and what you please think of the children uh, sort of person, oh. and it has the crusty master. The Krusty Master. Yeah, there's no companion in this one either, is there? Tom Baker on his Todd. I don't know, to be honest. Yeah. So. But I'm not sure if I've ever seen it. Dynamic. I'm not sure if I've, ever, if I've ever seen this all the way through. Or not not at least sitting down and watching it, you know, in the right order all the way through, as in a proper viewing. I might have caught an episode here and there. I may have seen it all, but jumbled up over a course of years. So I don't remember a great deal about this. Hmm. Well, I know nothing about it other than what I just said. So there we Fair go. Enough. <laughs> so, yeah, it's going to be. Uh, it's it's very um, very classic who heavy to uh, to start the series. Um, mm. But your next pick, mate. Hit the button. That's fourteen again. That's nine. We can't have that. <laughs> <laughs> That's. Tw- Wait, hang on. Oh. Okay. Now, um, because you've got number 12. Okay. Which is, let me just work it out. This shouldn't be this difficult. Sorry, I've gone completely brain dead. 12's Capaldi, isn't it? No, he's 13. So so it's Matt Smith. Okay. Let me just make make sure I've got this right. Uh, Let me go back to my spreadsheet. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Right, so you've got number 12, mate, which is Matt Smith, and I am gutted because I really wanted Matt Smith this season. Uh, okay, okay. What was your option for Matt Smith? Uh, mine was going to be uh, one that I think is one of my favourite sort of, and, and, very, and a very underrated one-off story that also has a great side character, you know, up on the level of, uh, of Nancy in uh, in the, the what I call the gas mask two-parter. It was going to be the yep. God Complex. Ah, uh, see, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, it, it, I think it's brilliant. It's a um, it, it's a framing of the old uh, Minotaur in the Labyrinth story, but with uh, okay. with an added with an added dimension to it that I won't spoil because I'll I'll be picking this in future if I get a chance. Hmm. Okay, I don't think I've seen that. Or, or not, I must have seen it, but I don't I don't remember it at all. To be fair. Oh, interesting. Okay. But I've not got that, obviously, because I don't remember it. So (laughs) (laughs) Um, I literally am going by title. Okay. Because a great deal of Matt Smith is very hit and miss for me. And it's Mm. when I press play and I watch it, I'm like, okay, I remember this. Or I think to myself, I don't think I've ever seen this at all. So a lot of it is quite quite patchy for me. Um, But I've gone for a title that I do remember. Right. I don't remember. I don't know if I remember this because it's good or bad. Come on. So this is the interesting point. Um, I'm going for Vampires of Venice. Oh no. Oh, is it bad? It's dog shit. Is it? I hate it so much. Oh man. <laughs> you've you, for my money, you've picked one of the weakest Matt Smith stories. Ah, oh, see, I see. This is the beauty of the show, though, because I don't know. 
So it's literally a random. You know, I, I I hope you enjoy it more than me. I was literally until half an hour before recording going to go with Amy's choice, and that's brilliant. Is it Amy's choice? Is fantastic. Yeah, it's. Um, well, I won't, I won't. I won't give out. You know, <laughs> spoiler as it were for for twelve year or ten twelve year old yeah. episode of Doctor Who. But yeah, it's one of the uh, Toby Jones, isn't it? He plays a great role. There's two. The like the characters are in two like alternate timelines, and there's danger encroaching on each each and. And there's a, there's an overarching point about the Doctor's psyche and all sorts. There's a, yeah, there's a lot to like about Amy's choice. But instead, we're going with vampires of twatting Venice. We could change it, couldn't we? Nope, you've said it um, now. It's it's written down. It's like chess. Once it's out there, you can't change your move. Yeah, once you've made your move, and yeah, you, you're making us suffer. You did this, Si. <laughs> I'm very sorry. <laughs> but maybe, maybe if it is that bad. Old Colin Baker won't be in the bottom half of our table this time. <laughs> well, it, was in, it was near the top of mine. Last oh yeah, season. That's true. yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, oh, interesting. Um, interesting. Oh god. Um, so that's episode five. Episode six will be uh, one of our guests. So randomize again for me. Eleven. Oh, David Tennant. Oh, you bastard! I've got, got David Tennant. Tennant. You got Tennant. McCoy and Baker. Those are literally my three doctors. <laughs> <laughs> it's not me. It's it's the it's the laws of fate. So I was saying before that my Matt Smith pick was going to be um, one that was a great one-off story. Yeah, and I've gone very much the same vein for Tenant, except this one is widely regarded as one of the best. It's a fantastic mix of we talk about the touch with history episodes. Mm-hmm. And then we have the more we will beat boop sci-fi episodes. Yeah. This is literally both crammed into 45 minutes of sheer brilliance, in my opinion. Um, we're going to back to 2006, and it's the girl in the fireplace. Ah, oh, I've not long watched this with Charlie. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. it it's one of my one of my favourites ever. Um, yeah, we're going with that. That is amazing. I'm very happy with that choice. What was yours going to be out of interest? Midnight. Also brilliant. <laughs> Again, I episodes that I've watched. Something, I didn't want to pick something that I've watched recently with Charlie because I like us, or, or especially me, I like going into an episode on the show that I'm not familiar with or I haven't seen before or not seen for many years because I got the surprise mm. factor myself then. So the fact that I'm having this kind of rewatch back with Charlie made me sort of go for an episode I think I've not seen yet. So, mm. Well, this is going to be seven weeks into season three and we've not actually set a date for starting here in season three yet. So I think that's enough time for you to forget. I'll, yeah, I'll forget tomorrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, we will have a break then because if the rough plan we've got uh, is right. That'll be this will then be the first of our special episodes. And uh, do we do we want to tell the folks what we're looking at for the specials? We can do, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to have it's going to be around about Christmas time when this one airs. Uh, so we're going to be looking at one of the worst, for my money, episodes of Doctor Who that there's ever been, and it's going to be a Christmas Carol, the one with Catherine Jenkins and Michael Gambon. And the weird skyfish, and the you know the Catherine Jenkins fro uh, Catherine Jenkins kept frozen somewhere for reasons that I can't quite remember. 
and so I can't remember it at all. So that'll be. Uh, I, I, I'm ninety nine percent certain I've not seen this. I I consider this revenge now for Vampires of Venice. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, I'm pretty certain. <laughs> I'm pretty. The Christmas specials are a very hit and miss for me. Uh, in recent years, I've always watched any special that comes out. But going back to sort of Matt Smith, David Tennant time, because I used to go to my parents' house on Christmas Day, it would be a case of I'd have to record it at home and then try and fit in a time when I could sit down with the wife and watch it at home. Mm. But I, I, for, for a couple of them, I know that I never got around to actually pressing play on them. So I think this is one of the ones that I never actually sat down and watched. And it kind of, you know how it goes, it kind of works its way down your recording box and gets at the bottom of the menu and gets forgotten about and, and so yeah. on. So. You just eventually stop giving a shit, basically. Um, yeah, watching, yeah, about watching. I've, I've done it before on, on loads of stuff. You think, oh, I can't wait to watch that. It's going to be great. And then just you never get around to it. You never get around to it. And you just end up sacking it off. So, yeah, I can see how that happened. And, and you couldn't have picked a better Christmas special to, to do that with, to be honest. Um, but we're going to stick through it now. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's my, my, <laughs> Christmas, my, my Christmas gift to you. Okay. Uh, some utter crap. So, <laughs> so your next pick, dude, is oh, can't have number four. Sorry, uh, number two, Patrick Trout. Two. Um, this is a story that both you and I have seen, and both said we enjoyed it. So I'm hoping we haven't covered it for the show. In fact, I know we haven't. And if I'm wrong, I'm going to cut this bit out. I think I know where you're going with this. Go on, have a stab. War Games. Yes. Jesus, that's te- that's a 10 parter. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't <laughs> think that for you, did I? <laughs> I just saw the name and thought, I know Dan likes that, and I liked it, so I'd love to sit down and properly talk to Dan about that. But, yeah, I can't wait right. to talk about it, but you've said it now. Yeah. Shit, you're right. 10 episodes. Oh, why? 19th uh, April, it's... 1969, right through till June. Yeah, and it's um, it's Troughton's final um, uh, final serial. Yeah, and the same it, for Jamie and Zoe. Yeah, um, I I did enjoy it. Um, it was it was it was really good to watch. Uh, from what I remember, there is a quite a bit of filler in okay. some of those episodes where not there's not necessarily a lot happening, but there's a lot being said. Right, okay. If that makes any... Yeah. You know, if that makes any sense. I don't um, normally, but, when I watch um, stories back for the show, I will try and watch them as late as possible so it's very fresh in my mind, and I'll try and do it in one hit. But I remember <laughs> when I watched when I watched this, I think it took me maybe three sittings. Yeah, so it's 10 episodes, about 25 minutes each, 250 minutes. That's just over... F- Four hours. That's all right. That's like just watching a wrestling pay per view. We can do that. No, when you put it that way, why not? Uh, <laughs> so the week after that will be another one of our guests. So we're back to me for my final pick. No cut of that one because that's number ten. So that's Christopher Eccleston. Cut of number thirteen. This is going to be a while. Cut of number nine. Oh, wait, hang on. Am I being thick? No, we can't have number nine because that's uh, the war doctor. 
Oh, number one. Okay. So it's William Hartnell for me, and in going in completely the opposite direction to Sai, uh, I'm picking something I didn't know existed, and it's kind of unclear how much of it, or at least how much the first part of it still survives. I'm going for a, a William Hartnell two-parter from 1964 called Edge of Destruction. Okay, interesting. So it, there are episodes for it on BritBox. It is listed. And I know the at least the intro credits are there. But it may be that we're down to, you know, stills or animated bits or just audio. So oh, I just okay. thought, but I thought with it being a two-parter, we'll give it a bash. Yeah, yeah, same. This was, um, a, a, I'm, I've not watched this in many, 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 many years, probably since I was a kid. But from what I remember, is it's a two-part. I think it does exist on BritBox in its entirety. I think because it's just two mm. episodes. I think we're okay. Uh, but it was effectively filmed with the thought of, we need a couple of extra episodes to fill this season eight. Mm. So the whole thing, from what I remember, this could be completely wrong, but from what I remember, the whole thing is literally set inside the TARDIS. Mm. And stuff starts going wrong and they all start going a bit doodally tap and turning on each other. And it's a whole, it, the whole thing is about them in the TARDIS and something is affecting them in a bad way. And again, the details I'm a bit hazy about, but that's kind of, and even though it was sort of arranged to be just two episodes to bump the season out a little bit, mm. it, people seem to like it. So I'm really intrigued by that. Cause again, I'm fairly certain that's one that I've not, I've not properly seen, or if I have, it was many, many years ago Dan. Yeah, so I didn't know anything about the story, really. I was just intrigued by the concept of a two-parter. So, yeah, I'm happy with that. Let's go for it. So that, by process of elimination, means that your final pick and our final pick of the uh, of Series 3 is uh, Peter Davison. I'm happy I got Davison after I lost out on Baker, uh, who, by the way, I was going to do. <laughs> should we have a look at our, before we go for the last one, should we have a little look at our alternatives, what we were going to do? Yes. So, what was your so starting with the beginning? Uh, what was your alternate uh, Sylvester McCoy? Uh, I was going to go with Silver Nemesis, which is the Cyberman story. Um, basically, yeah. the Doctor and a couple of different groups of people all just running around in the countryside, and then it gave me nightmares when I was a kid. <laughs> Woke up screaming on numerous occasions as an eight-year-old, and then as a thirty-year-old, my mum thought she was funny and bought me a Cyberman toy for Christmas. So, <laughs> I'm an adult now, man. They don't freak me out anywhere near as much as they used to. So. And if they do, he's got better at hiding it. Exactly. Now, <laughs> uh, oh, that'd have been a good one to do. But, oh, well, maybe next season. Oh, um, I'm, happy with, I'm happy with Curse of Fenwick, mate. 100%. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, my alternate uh, John Pertwee story uh, was going to be something that I'd never heard of before, but I was really intrigued by the concept. And it was going to be Carnival of Monsters. Okay. Because apparently, I briefly read the synopsis, and it was basically the Doctor and Joe shrunk and trapped in this thing for entertainment purposes. So they've got to find the way out. And it just kind of sparked in my mind that it could have inspired uh, Heaven Sent that we covered last season. Right. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. yeah so, awesome. yeah, just uh, I thought we'd have gone for that, but keep it in the bank for next time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've got um, plenty, plenty of stuff still to come, so that's the great yeah. thing about it, isn't it? Yeah, well, we, we've been saying as well that at some point we are going to run out, obviously run out of um, Christopher Eccleston stories because he only did the one season and we've already covered 
covered three episodes in our first two seasons. So it'll be uh, it'll be intriguing to see how we manage that going forward. But yeah, anyway, uh, what was your ultimate Tom Baker going to be? I was going to go right, with a little bit of mild 70s racism and I was going to pick the talons what? of Wang <laughs> the talons of Wang Chang <laughs> okay now <laughs> what? Oh, God, just I don't know just the way you said that just tickled the piss off <laughs> yeah, well, do, you, do um... you know what let's let's go and watch something horrifically racist <laughs> It was. It's a story that I, I watched. The reason I picked this one is because I watched this back uh, not long ago, and I, I even though it hasn't aged well with regards to the Asian character being played by a white guy, and shall we say, certain um, steps were made to make him appear more Asian. It's it's not very good at all from that aspect. Uh, but the story itself is very very good. So that's one again for a future season. I'm looking forward to us covering that in a future date. When you put it like that, I'm not. I'm not looking forward. To it. <laughs> <laughs> if you can get past the seventies racism, you're fine. Well, I suppose that goes for a lot of TV, doesn't it? Yes. Uh, anyway, moving swiftly on. Um, my alternate Matt Smith story we've already spoken about was going to be uh, the God Complex, yep. which I will absolutely be banking for a future season. I think it's fantastic. Um, like I say, it's, it's a it's a reframing of the Minotaur and the Labyrinth. And it, it's uh, a lot to do with various peoples um, facing facing fears and, and and all this stuff. And yeah, I don't want to give too much away, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, one of the side characters, Rita, it, for my money, is right up there with the uh, with the likes of Nancy and uh, and whoever else we've praised for being a great side character in the series. But um, bugger it, we can't do that one because you picked Vampires of Venice. I'm a legend. <laughs> you see, you're something that ends in end. I'll give you that. Um, we went over, uh, well, briefly mentioned, sorry, your alternate tenant pick, which was going to be Midnight. Yes. Um, so what was the uh, the thinking behind that? Again, literally, it was some, something that stood out as an episode I remember being pretty good, but mm. I can't remember why. Oh, I've not hit I it I can tell yet. you why. <laughs> okay. I've not hit it yet with my, my watch along with Charlie. So that was a big selling point for me as well. Cause I mm. wanted something that was a bit, I suppose I, by the time we get there, I may well have watched it with Charlie, but there we, there we go. It is that, yeah. it is that. So midnight is one of those that it, it's one of those episodes that manages to be creepy. Despite the fact it is just effectively a bunch of people in a room. Right. Okay. Um, I can't remember the actress's name, but, um, Oh, it's going to bug me now. Um, but whoever plays Mrs. Silvestri does a fantastic job. And there's a, a young lad in it who went on to be uh, the star of, uh, of Merlin, if you remember that show. Uh, it, he's, yeah. he's in it as well. Um, and, yeah, just a couple of characters who he, he does a great job in showing you exactly what these people are all about and in very little time. So, yeah, that's a great one to, to bank for the future. Okay, interesting. Um, my alternate Troughton pick, rather than the the marathon of war games, uh, <laughs> was going to be uh, the Macra Terror. Oh, do you know that, what? From 67. Honestly, that was my pick yesterday until I changed it today. Twat. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> You're loving this, aren't you? Oh, mate, this is funny. Yeah, but oh. the reason I picked Macroterra was essentially I was going through a list of the highest rated, and this was the highest rated episode that, I, that either we hadn't covered and was still fully intact. Okay. And I even put it. And I even put it here. And it's only four episodes, unlike War Games. Oh. See, this is just this is just like you know balancing things out for the fact that I didn't get McCoy, Baker, or Tennant. They all went to you. So yeah, we're watching ten episodes of Triton end off. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, hey, I'm not complaining. I love Triton's Doctor, and I have yes, watched War Games, and I know I like it. So, but I'll be honest, looking at the list and a couple of well, I know what's going to be bottom of my list um, <laughs> already. <laughs> so. Sorry, Matt Smith. But you may watch it back and think, do you know what? I remember this being so much better. I've given this one so many chances. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting so many chances. My first choice now. Yeah, well, it, it'll be a laugh anyway, because you, you, you get to listen to, to me whinge and, and despair and, and question all my life choices for about an hour and a half. And the thing is, as well, if we just constantly pick episodes that have got a reputation of being really good, by the time we get into like our fifth, sixth, seventh seasons, we're left just watching shit all the time. <laughs> yeah, this is true. <laughs> and actually, with that, with, with Vampires of Venice, I am really intrigued to see um, what you think of it. You know, like I said, I, I genuinely do. I hope you love it. And I hope okay. you have a more positive outlook on it than I do. We've got the comparison as well, I suppose, haven't we? Because Curse of Fenric is a vampire story, or at least yeah. there's vampires involved. So we can compare the two, you know, across there as well, can't we? We can, we can, but uh, yeah, still dick. Um, <laughs> what was going to be your alternate Hartnell story? Uh, I was going to go for the Space Museum. One of the big selling points for me with the Space Museum was the fact it was a companion I'm not very familiar with in Vicky. Susan okay. has gone by this point. We still have Ian and Barbara, but Vicky is, is someone who's relatively new to me, I think. And have, they, uh, have, they, have, they, have Ian and Barbara just abducted another student? Yeah, probably. Yeah, and the, the doctor of his <laughs> with his blue time traveling nonce box just picking up young girls. <laughs> time traveling uh, nonce box. Yeah, and if you are wondering why that is what I've just referenced there for William Hartnell, please go back and listen to our coverage of an unearthly child in the archives from season two. All will become clear. I'm not just making out the doctor is a little bit of a wrong one because um, <laughs> he's not. Obviously, he's not. He, he really isn't. It's the teachers we're calling paedophiles. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that some of the stills you get when I when I was all like just googling through William Hartnell's stories, and you see it's it's literally a museum of all various aliens and artifacts from space and so on. Mm. And at one point, there stood in display cabinets themselves, hiding as exhi- exhibits in the space museum. I just thought, wow, that looks really intriguing. So, it's also oh, nice. apparently got a cliffhanger that is one of the best cliffhangers of classic who ever. So we do, like okay, a good cliffhanger. We do mate, we do. But yeah, that was, uh, that was going to be my choice for Hartnell, but edge of destruction, I think is a great pick. Sweet. That's brilliant. So that brings us then to your final choice, Peter Davison. Where are we going with it? What was going to be yours? Uh, my Davison pick was going to be uh, planet of fire from 1984. Um, because I had to pick a sort of a highly regarded one after last season. Uh, from what I remember from the synopsis, it, it's a um, there's a lot of significant stuff that happens. I don't want to give too much away for for people who are going to be potentially watching for the first time, uh, like myself. Uh, but there's a lot of significant things happening, and we get Anthony Ainley as the master. 
Ah, okay. You're a big fan of that, aren't you? I am, yeah. Um, but then, like, like I said, I think the first two seasons were fairly sort of master light, shall we say? So it was that was my one of my my master episodes that I've got in for. Ah, okay, doke. Uh, that's not what I have selected. I have chosen, and I really sort of went back and forth on this because I wanted to choose this for various reasons, and then there was a big reason why I didn't want to choose this. But I've kind of just bit the bullet and gone with it. I've chosen the the four part story from March nineteen eighty two, uh, entitled Earthshock. I've heard of Earthshock, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure why. I think it, I've, I've, obviously it's popped in lists that I've been looking at before. But yeah, go on. Then. It's the first. It's the first Doctor Who story to feature the Cybermen since the mid seventies. Okay. It's the Cybermen that are in this are that kind of iconic 80s style shiny suit with the very square head and so on that mm. stand out to me as what i remember even though i was far too young to watch this first time around that's the image of the Cyberman i always imagine from my youth uh it was voted in doctor who magazine as being the second best cyberman story after the tomb of cybermen which we've already covered of course yeah and it also features the very first time a companion dies. Right. Okay. So, I mean, that was, this is why I was a bit torn because that is quite a historic moment for us to check out. Mm. But the companion who dies is Adric and I can't stand him. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that we get four episodes of Adric, I think he dies in the fourth. I'm not interested sure. But the fact that we get, four episodes of Adric in the first place is bad, but the fact that the character gets killed off is quite historic. And we also get a really good Peter Davidson shouty rant whilst flying a ship into crash somewhere to save people and really good stuff. Really good stuff. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm, I'm on board with that. Let's do it. Let's see if I hate Adric as much as you do. Yeah. I'm not sure if I hate Adric more than Turlo. I don't know. Difficult. We'll recap on that. But we also yeah. get uh, the brilliant pairing of Nyssa and Tegan as well, which is quite, you know, uh, I suppose timing-wise quite nice because Tegan is uh, returning for the first time in the special coming up in a couple of weeks. So, yeah, quite nice. Yeah. Oh, good stuff, mate. And then uh, the episode after that will be our final guest pick. And then to close out the series, uh, we'll be doing another another one-off uh, special where we'll be looking at one of the uh, the Peter Cushing Doctor Who movies. And I've just realised now that we didn't actually pick which one. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, we should start with the first one, shouldn't we? We should do it. So, Doctor Who and the Daleks. Yes, is what we'll be covering. And uh, then just obviously, to round out the series. we will be ranking them in our normal way for our season closer. Oh yes, we'll be getting good in rank as we always do at the end of the se- at the end of the season when, <laughs> when we come out of the podcasting mines all sweaty and covered in grime. Right then, I'm assuming you have the full countdown list and so on in front of you, Dan. I do not because I've been deleting stuff as we go along like a moron. So, yes, I do. Do you want to give the listeners a quick rundown of our running order for season three and uh, yeah, what stories and doctors we will be looking at? So episode one will be Sylvester McCoy and the Curse of Fenric. Episode two will be John Pertwee and the Sea Devils. Episode three will be a guest pick, which will be either Colin Baker, Christopher Eccleston, Peter Capaldi, or Jodie Whittaker. We haven't done the scheduling as yet at time of recording, but it's nice to have a little bit of mystery. Uh, 
Uh, the fourth episode will be Tom Baker and the Deadly Assassin. Episode five will be Matt Smith and the Vampires of Venice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> episode six will be one of the guest picks. Episode seven will be David Tennant and the Girl in the Fireplace. Episode eight will be uh, a Christmas Carol. Also, hopefully that's Matt Smith. I, this is how bad it was. I can't remember which doctor was in it, but I'm pretty certain it's Matt Smith. Um, and I've got my numbers mixed up. Episode nine will be Patrick Troughton and War Games, and that might also be episodes 10 and 11 as well, without how <laughs> long it is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> episode 10 will be a guest pick. Episode 11 will be William Hartnell and Edge of Destruction. Episode 12 will be Peter Davison and Earthshock. Episode 13 will be the final guest pick. And episode 14, to round it out, will be Peter Cushing and Doctor Who and the Daleks. See, I reckon that's a good list, you know. I reckon that's a great set of selection of stories. Some good, some bad, some that neither of us can remember, some that we, neither of us might have seen before, a Doctor Who movie. I think this is a great list, you know. Yeah, it is. And like you said, we, we have to take the rough with the smooth here. So, you know, and yeah, just it's just there. It's like a big turd in the punch bowl. Just, <laughs> just vampires of Venice. Honestly, I can't get over I, it. I literally changed my mind about 20 minutes before we pressed record. <laughs> Don't tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I said, it'll, it'll, be, it'll spark some good debate, hopefully, or at the very least, you get to listen to us rip it apart for a while. And I don't even have a reason for changing my mind. I literally just looked at the names of the episodes and went, oh, okay. So, oh, see, this runs the danger. If I, if I tell you anything about it, it runs the danger of sort of prejudicing you against it before you watch it. Don't do it then. Don't do it. I'm going to watch it and I'm going to see if it's as crap as you say, or maybe I enjoy it. Who knows? Okay, yeah, let's leave it alone. But yeah, I'm looking forward to getting into the rest of them. There's a lot of those that I've never even heard of, even from my picks, um, or you know, I'm only loosely aware of. Um, given the recent uh, special for Jodie Whittaker with them returning, I'm excited to uh, to look at John Pertwee and Sea Devils. Yes, yeah, and the Master as well in that episode is a is a strong yeah. character as well. So, and I'm I'm, just, I'm looking forward to getting the Krusty Master in Deadly Assassin. <laughs> Krusty Master, brilliant. That's a T-shirt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why, why, okay, why, 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 am I, why am I making wank jokes in my head? Crusty masturbate. <laughs> uh, I've missed this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you've popped me more than I've popped you this week. Ah, <laughs> oh, there we go then. So that concludes our draft episode our opener for our third season thank you so so much everyone for hanging around and waiting for us to return with this i hope you enjoy everything we bring you in season three whether it's good bad ugly or whatever i hope that dan and i can provide you with uh some form of entertainment whilst we traipse back and forth through time and space with various incarnations of an old alien in a blue box dan john let everybody know whereabouts they can find you online and all the brilliant shows you are involved with sir yeah, when you when I'm not here talking about a two-hearted alien in a blue nonce box, uh, you can hear me on <laughs> on. 
you can hear you can hear me on unbooking the territory uh, with UTT Rob, where we look at the first and last of professional wrestling, and we have a side project which is unbooking the Tankatory, where we look at the life and career of the hard man that ever lived uh tank abbott and his uh, his role in wcw uh, you can find those on all good podcast platforms and you can find us on twitter by searching at utt podcast or at utt tank awesome stuff uh you can find me online at sjp words uh, or more importantly the network itself at sjp world media is the group on facebook and the twitter handle you need to follow and from there you can find all the other handles of all the other shows that are on the network and i'm involved in and some that i'm not involved in uh we have first of all benny mac giving you insights into modern day wwe with two shows a week now one covering raw one covering smackdown plus extras whenever a pay-per-view pops up that's always a fantastic listen uh our fantastic trio from the states yvonne chuck and josh doing regularly scheduled hostilities also covering modern day wrestling weekly for you there we have all sorts of other shows as well nitro nights looking back at wcw nxt rise and fall looking back at the black and gold era of nxt chain wrestling live on a monday and a podcast version out in the week back when with tyler and scottish danny looking at historical moments from entertainment whether that's wrestling music you know sport film whatever uh, so much going on so much going on and also the waiting room is back and a murder in mind podcast is starting very soon already got one or two of those in the bag fantastic time talking with morty from the morty and fitch pod really looking forward to that yeah so there we go at sjp world media for all of that i hope there is a little bit of something there for everyone uh, but most importantly you can follow this show on facebook and twitter at the doctor who pod that's at the drwho pod at the doctor who pod dan i'm really looking forward to getting into these stories you know Oh, I can't wait. And I've just realised I got distracted by my own non-spots comment. Uh, you can find me on me on Twitter at DanGriffin21. <laughs> <laughs> I've already fucked up the first outro. This this season's going to be brilliant. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. But it always is. And I'm again, I'm so grateful that people uh, listen to the show. The numbers are, are, are great. People seem to be enjoying it. People message us over how much, they, how much fun they have listening to us. So, yeah, hopefully we can continue to provide some level of entertainment for you over the coming weeks. So, next week, Sylvester McCoy? Yeah, go on then. Curse of Fenric? Yeah, let's have a little look. I'll speak to you next week, my friend. See you soon, mate. Bye-bye. And to everybody else, as always, thank you for listening. Nonsbox. <laughs>
sorry. Uh, no, so I know yeah, where you were going. That, was, that yeah. would have been a great shape, but yeah, okay. Yeah, never mind. Um, I've chosen the uh, four-part story from... I can't find the fucking date. No. Da, 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 da. From the past. From the past. Actually, it's set in the future, so that's confusing. Ah. The four-part story from March 1982, uh, entitled Earthshock. <laughs> 